Good news. It seems like Kristaps Porzingis is coming back. And Sham Sharania says the Celtics are expected to be active at the trade deadline. Well, I think we kind of expected that, but we'll talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with Hilario B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I got you every day with a free, fresh podcast that's dropped directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So why aren't you one yet? Get in there, hop in there, hit that subscribe button on whatever app you use. You can do it on the YouTube page, get in the comment section, let me know what you think about what I'm saying, about whether you agree or disagree, or any of that stuff. Uh, I'm John Corrales. If you're new to the show, by the way, I used to play a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And oh, by the way, I, I never mentioned this anymore, but I did write a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you can buy now uh, for you know the holidays, Christmas, or whatever holiday. If there's a gift to be given, go to johncorrales.com, and there's a link to buy my book. If you want an autographed copy of my book, a signed copy, personalized with a message directly to your loved one, uh, I can do that. Limited limited supply, but I have uh, the opportunity if you want to send some uh, books out to your friends, family, whomever as a gift. I think it's a nice nice little gift. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Let's get started. Let's get started with this podcast with our good friend, Tom Westerholm, Tom underscore NBA on Twitter X. Uh, mm-hmm. How you going? Uh, how you doing there? Underscore Tom NBA underscore. I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm also doing quite well because doing well. yes, I don't yes, know why. I'm I don't do- know. Hey, I'm doing I'm, good. I'm tired, man. Uh, I'm like, doing like, good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you know what's funny? I love YouTube. I love the comments in YouTube. I did my, uh, my, for some reason, my derisive kind of accent of people like complaining about something. And I did like the, uh, stoner, I guess sounded yeah. like a hippie and somebody in the YouTube comments was equated me making that voice as a, a tacit kind of siding with the government, uh, in the, you know, yeah, I know you're nodding. I know this is why I'm, I'm admitting that it's true. Uh, siding with the government over the hippies over the Vietnam war. So clearly. My my comments about I forget even what it was in season tournament. Uh, it, so so if we're yeah. keeping track, if we're keeping track, my comments about the in season tournament, according to YouTube commenters, have uh, equated me with Nazism, fascism, communism, and uh, advocating for the Vietnam War. So I am on a roll <laughs> with because I think the in season tournament is not bad. So yeah. No, I, listen. Um, I I agree with everyone involved. I also agree that the in-season tournament is pretty good and not bad. But also, I agree with every YouTube commenter um, coming at your neck. So, sure, yeah. sure. I think, yes, I think I'm. I, I, I'm on both sides. As, I'm as both sides as it can get here. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I and I will admit, 
I'm sitting here espousing three diametrically opposed political philosophies at the same time while advocating for a 60, no, no, it's a, was a 48 year old war, 45 year old war. No, uh, no, wait, no, that's Korea. Vietnam was before my time. So it was like a 60 year old war. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, let's talk about Christoph's person. <laughs> Who, uh, when I was at practice, uh, he, the, the, so people understand there's like two levels, right? The media goes in, we're at the upper level and there's windows. The shades are down. We're not allowed to see all of practice. Then the shades go up and that's kind of like the signal to come on down. Like it's the price is right. But we all kind of like go up against the windows like, oh, what do we see here? Oh, it's Christoph Przingis in practice gear. Oh, nice. I wonder what that means. And then we go downstairs and he fires up a five to seven minute scrimmage with coaches and like end of bench guys. O'Shea Brissett, Lamar Stevens, Shri Mikhailuk, those guys. And looks, you know, decent. He's running up and down the floor. He's setting picks. He hitting a couple of shots. He's going off the dribble. It looks very Kristaps Porzingis. So, uh, very, very nice. Very encouraging. I think all of our worst fears, Tom have been allayed. This is not the, uh, the, the end of the world. Oh my God. The injury prone Kristaps Porzingis is very injury again. He's, he's fine. It was just a week off for a strained soft tissue injury and he's back. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, you know, I, I don't think like we'll see, right? Here's open that he that, that that he holds up. But I I mean I do think like you know that that was always like a like a calf injury like this, as long as it's not like a a like a I mean calf injuries can be very serious, obviously, but when it's sure. like yeah, there's like a little calf strain. Um yeah, I think I, I think it's not a huge surprise that he's coming back and a big deal for the Celtics that he's coming back because yeah, like we talked about a little bit yesterday, uh, the offense uh, really, really needs Kristaps Porzingis. So, the and and look, I I am always um, I'm always weary of a, a calf strained calf thing mm-hmm. because strained calf is so often the precursor to yeah. Achilles, right? Like because the Achilles is the tendon that connects the calf to the, the bone. Uh, and like for people don't like the ten- tendons connect muscle to bone ligaments, connect bone to bone. So the Achilles tendon is connecting the muscle to the bone. And if you feel tightness down there, it could present itself be like, Oh, my calf's a little tight when really it's your Achilles tendon. And that could be very catastrophic. So I will admit at the beginning, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Calf, everybody be super, super careful about this. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, he looked fine. It, you know, he he quickly put on his Instagram, Hey, got the MRI basically said the MRI was fine. Yeah. So as long as, as that's the case and you know, you are going to be super careful because if, if you aren't careful with an, a calf, it can turn into an Achilles issue because the calf is not fully strong enough. And when a muscle is not fully strong enough, the tendon does pick up some of the work. So, um, it does, it does present a, a, a challenge for how to bring a guy back. But I think the, the, the ultimate message here is this wasn't injury prone thing 
happening, right? Like, I feel like this was just, hey, everybody relax, everybody breathe. Just, just a basketball player straining a muscle, yeah. which is like the most common thing that can happen outside of a sprained ankle. So I'm, I'm more trying to like make sure everybody calms down about this. For sure. And I mean, leg injuries are always like to your point, right? Like it's like a, a calf can be a precursor to an Achilles. A a hamstring can be, a, you know, a precursor to, I mean, a much worse hamstring injury, right? Like, <laughs> like these things like, you know, like like leg injuries, I feel like those are the ones where it's like, okay, yeah, take take all the time that you need to get back. I mean, an ankle sprain, right? An ankle sprain can be a precursor to, a, you know, a much worse, a much worse ankle sprain. Like these, like leg yeah. injuries in particular, I feel like are ones that you just want to. These injuries be careful. Can, continue to, can spiral, can roll. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like you said, I think it's good news that he's, you know, obviously good news that he's back in practice. I mean, I think, um, and, and, you know, I mean, like we've, we've talked about it, like the Celtics haven't been great without him, but good news that the Celtics have guys like Al Horford who can yeah. pick up the slack and vice versa, right? If Al Horford gets hurt and, you know, needs to take some time to be safe, it's a good thing the Celtics have Chris Tapps Porzingis. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, just a, a, a nice reminder that no need to panic. It's going to be all right. It's going to be back. Sounds like he's going to be back Friday. So, yeah. Yes. And so this leads us to the, the next two segments where what we saw without Porzingis and I think what we'll see with him on Friday two different Celtics teams. And when Sham says, I expect the Celtics to be active in the trade market. I think my, 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 my feel is it might be for more help from the bigs. Like it might be, might be to add a little bit more depth behind Al Horford. So this is all kind of connected just like that injury has, you know, all these connections. So let's, let's talk about the, the importance of Porzingis uh, and, and maybe the over-reliance on him. We'll talk about that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. Why? Because they keep giving you deals like this. If you're not, if you're not on FanDuel and you're thinking about joining, you can go right now, sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can see it at the bottom of the screen here on YouTube and sign up. Use that, uh, use that, that fanduel.com slash locked on, uh, and you get $150 in bonus bets if you win any $5 money line bet. Very simple. You place a $5 money line bet. If you win, you get whatever money is associated with that, and you get $150 in bonus bets. You can use that on anything spreads, player props, over unders. You can do all kinds of fun things over at FanDuel, uh, stacking bets up and doing the uh, in-game parlay. So you can do uh, Tatum points, uh, you know, Horford rebounds, uh, Derek White assists. It's all right there. You can do it all together. FanDuel.com slash locked on and uh, go check that out. FanDuel's official partner of the NFL. And the best part about FanDuel is they have the tools that you need. You can set them up if you're afraid or if, you know, I think you should just do this anyway just to set your limits. They can do all of that for you to protect you and you can go and have some fun and gamble responsibly. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel, the only, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's a great thing to just put on in the background and just let it play all day long. And you can get caught up on all the big stories in sports, not just the NBA, 
you can get reaction to Florida State being, you know, uh, excluded from the college football playoff. You can get all kinds of big news. So go check it out there at Locked On Sports Today. All right, Tom, I think one thing that I've, I've taken away from Porzingis's absence is, as we kind of talked about yesterday, this, this, I think the Celtics need to figure out, it's almost like two different styles of play. You can't use Al Horford the way you use Porzingis. Because um, Horford is is purely a spacer for the most part. He's not going to pick and roll as much as Porzingis. He's not going to post as much as Porzingis. Uh, it's hard to use Horford in that same role. I guess the question is, are, are we okay with, because there's there's no there's no way to duplicate that. With with anybody, you're not going to trade for somebody that's going to duplicate what Porzingis right. does. If and and so, I guess the answer is, is like, do the Celtics just lean into keeping Porzingis as healthy as possible and rolling with that? But but if he goes down again, what's what's the option down the stretch? Like they they really need to to find a way to be better without Porzingis and not just be like, oh. Well, he's our most important player at this point. Yeah. And, and I do think to an extent that just comes down to the stars, right? Because like, I, I think when you talk about Porzingis, you are kind of talking about a star, you know, like you're, mm -hmm. you're like, if the Celtics are a big three, he's the third, you know, I mean, like, or, you know, I mean, and, and I don't think, yeah, the Celtics no, I, would, are, I would think I would put that. I, I think I would go with that. Sure. Yeah. And I, and I, to be clear, I don't think the Celtics are a big three because I think, Derek White's probably Derek White's really, really good <laughs> out there. Like he's really good. Yeah. Um. But but I think if the Celtics are a big three, that's he's probably the third one. And so like if he goes down, then it's like, then I think you you gotta see a lot from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You gotta those guys have to be elite, elite. If that third guy is down, I think you know it, it kind of reminds me. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of Milwaukee, right? Where it's like, hey, if if um, you know, if if Chris Middleton goes down right then um Giannis and Dame have to be really really elite you know that then mm -hmm. those guys have to be really good and I think it's it kind of a similar thing in that way um but yeah I mean look like it's it's always going to be hard for a team who loses a star player um to to, to kind of maintain that level it is kind of funny and I think it probably more than anything it probably just indicates Horford's age but like Horford can shoot threes Horford can beat mismatches in the post if he gets them. You know, he's got that baby hook. He is strong. Like he's yeah, got absolutely. all that, he's got all that dad strength. Like in theory, he should be able to do it to at least replace some of what um Porzingis does. But yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 pretty clear that that without him, the Celtics need big games from Tatum, big games from Jalen, and they haven't always gotten that over this stretch. I do think it's possible that they could get that because we saw it all last year, right? We saw big games from those guys um, without Porzingis because Porzingis wasn't here. So I, I certainly don't think it's impossible, but I think to your point, it's like you go out on the trade market and you're, you're looking for another big. Is that, well, what do you, you're going to like, they called Porzingis a unicorn for a reason. Like yeah. there's not many guys out there like him. So, and there's just not going to be that many guys out there like him. So I think more to your point, it's, it, it's gotta be, it's got to be stuff that's on this team and, and you can get reinforcements. You can, you can get whatever you want on the, whatever you can get on the trade market. But in terms of things that you can rely on, it's got to be the Celtics. They have enough talent. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like it, it, it's, it, <laughs> this shouldn't be a thing where you just break down without Porzingis because you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford and Derek white and drew yeah. holiday, et cetera, et cetera. It just, 
I don't think that this should be a trend if this happens again. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, they were three, three and one technically without Porzingis. You can say three, three and one and a half because sure. they lost the Orlando game that he left. I guess, um, it, but I think they were losing that game anyway. <laughs> you know, like that one was that might that might have been gone. But look, they didn't have him down the stretch, and they could have they they could have used him. Sure. Um, I I I think. There's a couple of things. I think Joe Missoula, I know I fight back on a lot of the criticism of Joe Missoula because I just don't think it's in the right place. It's the same old stuff. I think the biggest criticism I would have of Joe Missoula is, you know, it's, it's December and you're still only playing eight guys. And I'd like to see nine or 10 for some of these games. Like, you, you might want to consider, I mean, maybe not against Orlando and Cleveland, right? But you might want to consider going with O'Shea Brissett sometimes, or let's, what does Lamar Steve, what, I don't know what he's not showing in practice. Like clearly these guys aren't showing something Yeah, and I'm assuming it's, they don't have enough shooting to, um, uh, to, to stay on the floor. And if Lamar Stevens is on the floor, you could just double off of him and dare him to shoot. But I would say, why not throw him out there for an extended stretch and kind of see how that goes, throw Brissett out there for more extended stretches and see how that goes. Have him like, okay, they're going to, they're going to help off of him. Well, have him drive against that. He doesn't have to stand there and shoot when he's wide open just have him drive and enforce it or just have him run into a dribble handoff. If no one's guarding me and somebody's guarding you, Tom, I'm not a three point shooter. You are. Well, there's one person and two players. And if I can just work a dribble handoff with you, and then if I dribble handoff and then flow it right away into a pick and roll, and that defender now has to navigate this stuff without any help. Like fine, you want to you want to play th this game? We can play this game, and I'll just give it to one of my shooters, and I'll become a pick setter for my shooter. Like, why can't you have an option in there for one of those types of plays? That O'Shea Brissett's not a small guy. Lamar Stevens is a big, tough, wide dude. He can set a strong pick, or he can do a DHO. I want to see a little bit more of that stuff, where you can maybe work a different kind of lineup, a different kind of style of play. Joe Mazzullo talked about curveballs at the beginning of the season. Why not have a curveball lineup where you say it's going to be Tatum, uh, Tatum, Brown, Hauser, Brissett, and, or I, I, I kind of lumped them together, Brissett slash Stevens and, uh, you know, Horford or something like that. Or, or yeah, yeah. You know? L Lachey Stevens, Stevens, Stevens. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there's room there. If we're talking about Porzingis and the potential for him to not be there, we now have a four game sample, a quick four game sample of what it looks like a little bit. And one meaningful game artificially meaningful or not against the, the Pacers where, the the late game execution looked a little familiar. Yeah. It where's, 
where's yeah. the curveball there that you can put Tatum and Brown in positions to get shots that maybe they didn't nor they wouldn't normally get because you have like oh well we're just gonna go with our small weird curveball lineup and that's that's gonna be something new that we try and maybe that's a way to get late game decent execution without pursing us there yeah I mean I think there's the, the I think that's that's a fair question uh, the two things that I would say about it one I think we probably are underestimating to us to some extent just how deathly competitive Joe Missoula is like that dude wants to oh, win hundred percent so much like he, he wants to win so bad and I think there's something to that right where it's like especially in a game where it's like where it is an elimination game I mean whether or not he's going to admit it uh, the other day he admitted to Gary Washburn like yeah like basically said like yeah I lie uh, like yeah um, oh yeah and like and everybody knows he does but even he, like it's so blatant now that even he admits it like this dude wants to win and you know, it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to put to, to see what you got in Lamar Stevens, see what you could do there. But if he doesn't trust him, that's gonna mm -hmm. be that's gonna be hard for Missoula to swallow because that dude wants to win so bad. And then I think the other thing that's happening too is like we are seeing what happens when the Celtics have a like somewhere between mediocre and bad game right before like three three days off, right? Yeah, like we're seeing like the like things can really conversations can really go. <laughs> like pretty negative if that if that happens especially i feel like with, with when it's this fan base and this team like you know yeah people can get a little people can get a little uh a little a little worked up sometimes i think it's, it's a little nitpicky. For 15 and 5 is what 15 and 5 yeah it's it's been a little nitpicky um but look as porzinga said at practice today we all strive for the perfect game sure. we all want the game where everybody's locked in from four, for 48 minutes no turnovers you hit every shot and that's that's the same thing I strive for, and that's the analysis that I'm looking for. Yeah, and, and they were, and yeah, there there were things. There are things to be concerned about. Like it's not great that the Celtics' offensive rating has fallen off like it has without Porzingis. Like that, there's no question about that. But yeah. I do think that some of the like, you know, our pets' heads are falling off is a little <laughs> due to the, you know, there's a little bit due to the, the lengthy break here. So sure, absolutely. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll we'll talk about all the things wrong with the absolutely terrible, horrible Boston Celtics who are fifteen and five. <laughs> uh, we'll get into like their, their the trade market stuff as well here. Uh, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy, made fun because it's you against the projections. You pick two to six players, and depending on how many players you pick and how many you get right, then. That's how you win. And maybe you can win up to 25 times your money. You against the projections, they set the projections. You say more, you say less. If you're right, then you win. It's very simple. You can do it in, obviously, basketball, pick Tatum, points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff. They set the numbers. You pick more or less. You can do combo projections. So you can go into football and do uh, somebody's receptions, somebody's touchdown passes versus somebody's rebounds and assists. You can do that in, in one of their combo leagues. That's a little way to have fun. You can do it in uh, uh, this community plays uh, tab where you can find famous people like Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz. Those guys are playing prize picks because it's fun. And you've got injury insurance. If your player goes out in the first half and doesn't come back in the second half, that player's rebooted. Daily fan this is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go check out prize picks, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Let me put this banner up there. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. 
you're going to get a a $100 match of your first deposit up to $100, whatever you deposit up to hundred, they will match at prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA. Use the code lockdown NBA, all lowercase, uh, price picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making lockdown Celtics. Your first listen every day, go check out lockdown NBA. I was on the Wednesday show. Did you miss it? We talked about the two playing tournament games and how much of a success that playing tournament was. Rotating hosts all day, all week. So go check it out. Lockdown NBA, wherever you got this podcast. So I think to your point, Joe Mazzula is like his, his biggest weakness might be his com- competitiveness, right? He's so insanely, ridiculously competitive and also kind of stubborn and like, Not he's oh so. yeah, right. Right. And so he needs to. He needs to like lean into his assistant coaches and make sure that they are empowered to be like, Hey Joe, like snap, snap out of it. This is, this is December basketball. You need to like, let's get Lamar in there. And, and he needs to be like, I don't care if this, not, I don't care. I'm willing to play the long game with one of these guys on the bench that doesn't normally play. I'm willing to play the long game, even if it's a loss today. I'm willing to play the long game to figure out can I get anything yeah. from Lamar Stevens, O'Shea Brissett, Shafi Mikhailuk, those guys. Yeah. Um, but to his credit, he put Namayash Kena in there and like he'll he'll get some minutes. So it's not completely um it's not completely nobody, but it's I feel like there is a tiny bit of wiggle room. It's not like I'm not sitting here like screaming from the rooftops, uh, you know, Joe Mazzola, like, but it's something that I think the Celtics should do while they still have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at like a, a, like a uh, man, I, people might get mad at me for this, but when you look at a team like the Miami heat, right. Um, (laughs) You look at like, like just from a franchise perspective, right. I think like culture is real Tom. It is though. Um, like I think, uh, I think if you look at like you know, kind of like some of the empowerment stuff that they do with their yeah, you know sure. bench guys and their their you know guys who were drafted in the second round or whatever it it's might legit. be, like like there are things to learn there, right? And I think that some of those things include like you know that that might be like hey you know uh, like um, you know every, everybody's got to be tough, everybody's got to be whatever. But it, I think it's also stuff like. You know, telling bench guys like, hey, you know, you're a superstar. You're awesome. Like, go go out there and play your game because you're awesome. And like, I, I do think that, yeah, it's 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 hard to make the case to a Lamar Stevens or to an O'Shea set like, hey, you're awesome. We believe in you. And it's like, hey, one of our guys went down and we didn't play you at all. So, like, I, I do think there's a little bit of like part of Missoula's job here is empowerment, right? Is like is is, is making sure that these these guys who don't get a ton of playing time and have a lot of reason to be a little bit less confident just based on, you know, ba- based on the the playing time they might get or the, the role that they might feel they have within the Celtics organization. Like, you know, yeah, get them, you know, get, get, get them, get them some reason to feel confident again. So Brad Stevens put this team together and got guys like these are tough guys, mm-hmm. hard nosed guys. I'd say, you know, Shaper sets mm-hmm. an energy guy um, because the Celtics needed that and they're not playing. And so is it just because they needed that in practice? Do these guys need to be pushing the hell out of Tatum and Brown and, and being like, 
hey, you got to go up against these. Because if so, that's a lot of practice, guys. Man. That's a lot, yeah. But Brad Stevens, according to Sham Sharania, is is being going to be active. We all figured that he's going to be active. What does active mean? I mean, phone calls every day. Like he he's making phone calls. I guarantee you that over this past week, this is the Thursday show. Brad Stevens has talked to other general managers, and I'm willing to bet that at least a couple of those conversations have been like, "Hey, so what do you think about this guy? What would you what would you like want for this guy?" or how are you like, what do you see in the future? These are how the conversations always go. So can I sit here and report without, I'm not actually reporting, but could I like guess that Brad Stevens has been engaged in trade discussions with other front offices? Um, that's probably true because every front office is engaged in trade discussions with every other front office, basically every day. That's kind of what their jobs are. And one day, someday, the uh, the GM with the player that might be inquired about might say, hey, you know what? I think we're ready to move on. I had a pretty good conversation with Brad Stevens once. Let me call him up and see what he's willing to give. That's kind of how this goes. You plant seeds all the way, all along. And so I don't know what seeds are being planted right now, but Brad Stevens might add somebody and is looking to boost the bench. But I don't know what kind of player they need to get to actually give this bench a boost. We kind of, sort of, seriously, but nah, I'm not so sure, talked about Andre Drummond. I don't know after Hacker Drummond if he's going to want to yeah. come here. <laughs> I don't know how that conversation is going to go. But also, if that's it the is guy, funny, I think that ended that. God, I don't think that's happening as a result of that exact. I mean, it might not have been, it might not have been a thing anyway, but after that, right. like, I think it's very real that it's like, no, nah. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I, I would bet. But I would like, bet a lot of money on that. If, yeah. if Joe's out there playing hacker with this, with somebody and Brad Stevens, like, Hey, so what do you think about getting that guy? I'd be like, what are you talking about? I just hacked this guy. Cause I knew he was going to miss free throws. I don't want that. I'm not going to put that guy on the floor. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's possible. Also, I, also, I do think Kata can, bring you kind of what that is kind of what kind that of is yeah yeah like i don't know there are names out there um people just are, are looking down the list i've seen sadiq bay's number or or name mentioned in thing i don't know would would the i don't know that the hawks would want to give him up they're they're tr they're trying to do something um i've done a, a podcast on alex caruso where the easiest way to get alex caruso is to to move al horford which is not going to happen and, you know, is there a Peyton Pritchard plus other players kind of thing that you can do? Maybe, but th then it gets messy. And, and Joe Missoula loves, loves Peyton Pritchard. He does so like Peyton Pritchard. He loves him. Yeah. So that would be something where, where Joe would be like, ah, do we have to? Um, knowing that Caruso is obviously an upgrade, but like how much of one compared to like what do you and well, you're not helping you're not helping anything like you're upgrading one plate but you, yeah still and, seven like yeah and how much are you giving up i mean like caruso is not I mean, caruso is gonna have a big old market for him like that there's gonna be a lot of teams right. that want that guy right and teams that can match the salaries a little more cleanly yeah because if yeah. you trade peyton pritchard it's a poison pill like you gotta understand it's not in a nutshell uh, the salary that the Celtics consider him as outgoing salary is going to be different 
yeah. than what the other team is going to consider as incoming salary. The other team gets to use his current salary. The Celtics have to use, or is it the other way around? One team has to use his average salary. The other, the, I think the Celtics are the ones that have to use his current salary. Regardless, it's two different numbers, and that makes it complicated. Is it impossible? No, it's possible, but it's complicated, and you have to like start adding guys. It's it messy. There's a little bit of Occam's razor there, where it's like, hey, like we'll give you all. Like at, at some point, some team is going to be like, somebody else can give us the same number of picks as you guys, and yes. like we can do it without all this. With all, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we, we got to take Luke Cornett and like, okay, but you're getting Alex Cruz. Now, now you're losing your third big. Right. And like, yeah. and, and is Luke Cornett any great shakes? No, but like losing him is very, that, that yeah. it, because he's not great and he's your third guy. Now you're like, well, Kata's the third guy. And yeah, we like Kata, but also he's a very specific kind of player and he can't do a lot of the stuff that luke can so what cornet is that he's been around and he's done it and it's like yeah he's not, i mean like you know he's not a superstar or anything like that but he's like he knows how to play nba basketball and that's not that's right that's not nothing like, like he he was moving well in the first half against the pacers catching those alley-oops yeah. those were his second very, quarter was one of his best stretches of the year Absolutely. And Kata can't move that quickly. No. And he doesn't understand the game quite to that same level. He doesn't see the game quite to that same level. So I'm sorry. Like Luke has his limitations, but also they kind of are invested in this. So I don't think you can do all of those guys. I, I think you're stuck with either TPE yeah. and empty roster spot. Yeah. Or maybe you can start packaging some of these other guys and say, hey, well, Brissett and Stevens don't play and maybe you can get into something like that, but yeah. it's complicated. I, I know the Celtics are going to be active, but I don't know. I don't know who they're going to target or what type of player they're going to target. I think what it comes down to is kind of like what kind of what you were just saying, like, like Stevens and Brissett aren't playing. So if you're Brad Stevens, right, I feel like what you do is you go to Missoula and you're like, okay, dude, who, who, who would you play then? Like, here's a list. I have a like, list. I've here. got this list. Who would you play? And like, I'll, I'll go, I'll see if I can go get that guy because yeah. if Brissett and Lamar Stevens aren't going to play, you know, I think if, if you're Brad, you're probably like, I kind of thought that these guys might help a little bit, but sure. Like if I got to go get somebody else, like let's find somebody who can, who can get on the floor and, and eat up some of these minutes. Cause yeah, like there's, you know, there's no point having this many practice guys. Yeah. Well, I think the one lesson that I've learned today is when I want to do any kind of like derisive or. Uh, just kind of like voice that is is kind of indicative of something. I got to do your kind of talking onto the side of your mouth and doing this kind of thing versus my kind of weird accent guy like, oh, man, you can or like, I don't know. I can do like the Boston accent guy, but I don't want to like offend all of Boston, but it's like that stereotypical Boston. Oh, I think they need to fire Joe Missoula. What are they doing? Like I can do that guy. Like yeah. kind of stereotypical Southie guy, um, that that's like EEI caller. I mean, I guess I could do that voice, but yeah, I like uh, I like I, your little voice like this. It's a little, it's a little, it's a way to uh, it's a way to kind of yeah, no, yeah. It's a, Keep it on the down low, being like I thought this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> always learning, always learning. I'm, but there's gonna be so much more to talk about with with the Celtics being active on the trade market. It's right now. I'm just kind of like a little bit considering who Missoula's playing. I don't, I don't know how they're going to navigate this. I really also, don't know which player to 
they're going to target or get. So, and not to be reductive, like we've been all year to this point, but it's December six. Like, it, there's going to be there's going to be things that happen between now and the deadline. There's going to be there might be injuries that you know there might be any number of things that happen. Yep. Like it's it's like I think Shams is obviously very plugged in and probably right. The Celtics will be active on the trade market, but. Um, any number of needs could crop up between now and then. So. That's true. That's true. We're we're talking about needs right now in December. January might be like, oh, this is obvious now. Um, so we'll see. Yep. Uh, it's obvious that this podcast has gone long, so we're going to end it. So Trump, thank you very much, Tom. Mustard Appreciate Holmes. you for having me, my man. <laughs> Thanks to all of you for listening. Listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast. It's the best Celtics podcast out there. Is that good? Is that too? It's supposed to be purposely kind of like outrageous, right? Uh, either way, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, having some fun with us. We like to have some fun while we're talking. And maybe it's not fun. Maybe you think we're corny. Oh, well. Uh, subscribe anyway, because there's some good stuff in the middle of all the corniness and the goofiness. Uh, you can also watch the show on YouTube. You can uh, subscribe there, comment, let me know. If you are a subscriber, if you're an everyday, or if you're with me Monday through Friday and on days where I do bonus podcasts when they play in the weekend, share the podcast for me, will you? Go out there and tell the world they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast. It's right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.